combination of millions to hold me back. Too big for my bitches, and I got bitches. Now I'm hitting switches. Niggas want my riches. Used to get 18 when my G was alive. Now it keeps 13. everybody what's going on in the land of minnesota the upper midwest this is vince wright sports governor doing his thing back on another tuesday night sports done right spreaker.com tuesday 7 30 is the place and i am back i'm watching our minnesota twins who are still battling for a wild card spot they are down 2 nothing to the Detroit Tigers, top of the second inning. Tori's doing an interview, so I was trying to catch a little bit of that. Tori talking about how he does not like sitting and missing games. And I can't blame him. As he says, you know, he when he's playing regularly, you get in the feel, you get a vibe. And when you're sitting all these games, he doesn't like it. As he says, it takes him out of his routine. And he's having some trouble hitting, but he has let Paul Molitor know that. So that, I found that quite interesting as well. Want to say what up, Jungle Brother? My beautiful wife, Angie, the first lady right, is out in the chat room. Hope everybody's having a good week, good start to the week. Hope you all had a very nice weekend. Sorry, we're a little a couple minutes late here. It's rough. Uh, you ever hate it when your motorcade gets stuck in traffic? As the sports governor... You know, I do get police escorts back to the executive mansion as they know I have to hit the situation room to bring you this show. And here's the thing. We got caught in traffic tonight, folks. It's as simple as that. Police escort, not. But anyway, we cleared the gates of the executive mansion at about 730. Security with me right on in through the uh, the uh, back way, as we like to call it here at the mansion. And I am coming to you live and direct. So hope everybody is doing good man hope everybody is doing good <laughs> studio audiences out there appreciate them oh man there's so much to talk about oh there's some good football this weekend man college football uh some big upsets we're going to talk about in the first segment um I, you know, where to start, where to start, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it, but Jacksonville state represented, even though they took a knee and, uh, uh, kind of detached their balls from themselves by not going for it with about 40 seconds left in the game. All they needed was a field goal. 
But anyway, um, lots of interesting stuff since we last chatted. Serena Williams. Serena Williams loses her bid to become a Grand Slam champion. Oh, the kids are booing because I don't think they they particularly like that. And the lady who beat her, you know, I got you got to be careful in today's world, man. But she needs to get to a dermatologist. That that girl had more moles than I don't know what, and it looked kind of bad for her. I mean, that looked like kind of car, you know, skin cancer going awry. Not that I like to joke about that, but she needs to get in there and get it checked out. Big John Fisher. The Jamaican assassin, my main man. I can't do the boudica, 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 and all that shit you talk. But John Fisher, your pardon is just about to come through and make it official. And next week, man, next week, Atlanta GA, the governor makes his debut in the Deep South. And we're going to hook up. We all going to have some fun, celebrate Doug Stewart, the two live stews. And it's going to be a great weekend, man. So what's up, John Fisher? Don't forget, he has got his show, Cooking with the Microwave, which is probably going to be on right after my show tonight. He is on every night, late night. And we call him the Microwave Man because you know he's heating things up, man. That's why we call him the Microwave. So glad uh, you are in the chat room. Angie says, Patty Cake, Patty Cake, Microwave. That's his little catchphrase. Jungle brother, my main man. What's up with them giants, Jungle? We're going to get into that a little bit later on as well. Want to send a, um, some condolences to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Flip Saunders, our coach here, as everybody knows, uh, is battling cancer and uh, kind of took a strange, well, not so much a strange twist. He, the, he has um, Hodgkin's lymphoma, I believe is what it's called. And while that is a very curable type of cancer, it's a cancer that while you're getting to the cure, really just kind of messes you up. So I think the thing that they thought was this was going to take weeks. Now it's going to take months. And unfortunately, the rumor mill is kind of running amok because when you hear things like that, and also don't forget Flip Saunders' son is also an assistant coach on the Timberwolves, and he has also taken a leave of, of absence. Understandably so, but you know how people are when things like this start happening. People start going down the line that, you know, Flip's not doing well. You know what? He may very well not be doing well. We don't know what his prognosis is. We just heard the initial statement, but the Saunders family has requested that, um, you know, things stay private. Definitely not that I have any access to them, but I hope that the people that do can kind of respect their their uh, wishes as Flip battles cancer. Uh, Minnesota legend, Minnesota Golden Gopher, started coaching here, I believe, at Golden Valley Community College, where he started winning his first national championships for junior college basketball. So deep, uh, you know, the roots run deep with Flip here. We love him, and we are praying for you, Flip. God bless you, man, and you hang in there. And that brings us to his replacement, Sam Mitchell. Now, I've been a guest on Jungle Brothers Podcast and Jersey Vern, Real Cast Rangers, and we talked about this over and over again. I'm a big fan of Sam Mitchell. I often thought he should have been a coach over Flip to, to begin with. But this obviously is not the way that we wanted 
things to happen. So um, while we do wish Sam Mitchell all the best in the world, and Sam is going to have these guys focused, and Sam will have these guys ready to play. With everything that's going on, uh, the T-Wolves are going to be all right. So, Flip, you just worry about yourself, get yourself good, and get back to your family first and foremost. Forget basketball. Just get back to that family. And um, Sam Mitchell, best of luck to him and uh, the rest of the T-Wolves staff and to the uh, rest of the organization as well. So, But, yeah, as uh, I was saying before, got a little sidetracked there. Serena loses. Her quest comes to an end for the Grand Slam, and it has been one hell of a year, a great ride for her. Personally, I think she's the greatest of all time. Some don't agree with that. Some will go Martina Navratilova, Steffi Graf. But for my money, I'm taking Serena all day. Just the pure power, the all-around tennis game. And I'm telling you, man, there is nobody stopping Serena Williams. So it's that simple. It's that simple. That's right. I'll take about studio audience. Your sports governor, Vince Wright here on Spreaker.com. This is Sports Done Right. We are here every Tuesday night. We're probably going to be here every Thursday or Friday night as well now that we're in the football season and everything else that's coming up. Funny little story I heard about today. Did you guys hear out there in the chat room, by the way, that Marshawn Lynch's mom wants the offensive coordinator fired in Seattle? You know, I ain't going to lie. I didn't have a chance. Like I said, the motorcade was uh, speeding through traffic. You know, we had to make people pull over on the freeway to get me here on time. Had a speaking engagement tonight. But I, I, I don't know, man. These people, moms, dads getting involved. He's a, as Kevin Hart would say, he's a grown ass man. All right. Let him handle his business, mom. That's the problem. Mom's just, hey, I get it. That's your boy. It's always going to be your boy. But he's a, he's a grown ass man. So. Want to say what's up to King 50 in the house? What's going on, King? Thanks for dropping by. And my main man, War Damn Eagle, Jared himself, is also in this joint as well. What's up, Jared? Crowd's giving it up for these fine brothers. All right, so yeah, man, it has been a uh, unique, unique uh, experience. Sports done right on Spreaker.com is going to go over a thousand plays tonight, man. We are so effing happy over here. What can I tell you, man? Um, You know, deep, long time ago when we were thinking about this deep up in the north woods of Minnesota, we never thought that this would kind of be what it was and it's growing and people are interested getting followers on Twitter, all that fun stuff. So, man, we really appreciate it. So thank you guys so much. I, man, truly, truly appreciate it. So I had a great time with the family. I hope everybody is having a good time with the family on the weekends. Make time for them kids, man. They need us. They need parents whole lot of nonsense going on in today's world and let me tell you man just you know be a parent be cool try and work things out i ain't perfect but you know life's too short so let's focus in get them kids right and uh 
you know, through through sports. Sports are very important in our family. Uh, my wife played uh, college golf. She played high school basketball. Um, phenomenal golfer, like I said. She played soccer. Um, sports is a very big thing in our family. We used to have twin season tickets. We have gopher tickets, as many of you know. Um, try and get the Vikings games, all of it when we can. So, um, you know, just keep it, keep them kids in your thoughts, man. There's just a lot of stuff I've been seeing on Facebook here this past week. And uh, to the to the black kids out there, because I'm I'm a brother, man. I gotta say, please stop posting these fight videos, man. Please stop putting this nonsense on Facebook. Shit's gotta go. It's that simple. It's that simple. So, all right, that's enough of the of the political talk out there. Jungle Brother says, Gov, you going places, Jungle. If I'm going places, you going there right beside me. John Fisher says, Great job, Governor. Appreciate that, John. Gerald, my main man, Sky, you my big Vince. Gerald will war damn Eagle yourself and let's beat Bama because Bama ain't nothing. Anyway, fellas. All right, so what we're going to do here is we're going to come back. We're going to jump into some college football. We're going to get our first little, well, it's not so much a commercial, but a music break in here. Going to go a little old school with some uh, Robert Palmer from back in the day. Anyway, you guys keep it tuned here. This is Sports Done Right every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com. I will be right back. Let's do this, everybody.
What's going on, everybody? Sports done right. Vince Wright, sports governor in the executive mansion somewhere in the deep woods or the eastern suburbs of Minneapolis-St. Paul, coming to you with everything Minnesota sports, everything on the national level, hanging with my boys, the Southern Brothers. Welcome, please, everybody off your feet, Mr. OGDR, my main man, welcome to the joint. OG in the house. Thanks for popping in, OG, appreciate it. The Chief Rocker, Jersey Vern, everybody's favorite drunk uncle is up in this joint as well. Jersey Vern, what's going on? O-H-I-O. All right, let's do this. It's college football time. And there's the rouser from our favorite team. Your Minnesota Golden Gophers. What's up? Big Tank Murdoch in the house. What's up, Tank? Minnesota. Hats off to thee. I ain't going to sing like Doug up in this joint. Don't worry, don't worry. Well, we got college football back in the house, and there's been some fun games this past weekend, man. Oh, everybody stand at attention. Spell out it. Spell it out. Spell it out. E-S-O-T-A. Minnesota. Minnesota. And the Gophers. Let's start with the hometown team, baby. John Fisher says Golden Gophers look, look bronze. Yeah, they did. They actually looked a little more platinum, if anything. Maybe tinfoil there, Big John Fisher. Ah, there it is. Jungle Brother. I was waiting for it. Groundhog music. That's what we do after all the jungle so-called jokes. Thanks for playing, Jungle. We got parting gifts for you on the way out. Gary Joyner in the house. Everyday people. What's up, Big Gary? Stand at attention. Man, Gary, thank you for popping in here as well. And all you guys are here on a very, very, very special night because we are going over a 1,000 listens tonight on Sports Done Right at Spreaker.com. Georgia Bulldogs in the house with my man, Big Gary Joyner. UG, UG. Can't wait for them to play tech a little later this year. But let's get it started here with the local scene here in Minnesota. 
then we'll jump on uh, the national scene. And I also got my first ever Big Ten Baller of the Week award that I will be giving out here in a few minutes. So I'm going to talk a little bit of the Minnesota scene, um, some of the small state schools here, such as Minnesota State Mankato, who's number one ranked for Division Two in the country. They wound up winning 27-10 to over Northern State. So to all my friends at work who went to Mankato State, as it used to be called, you can now listen to Sports Done Right and say that you have heard about your alma mater, Minnesota State Mankato, number one team in Division II football. They're 2-0. They keep going, and they, um, they're, they're a solid squad, man. I saw them last year. They beat number three, University of Minnesota Duluth, to start this season. Speaking of Minnesota Duluth, they just whooped up on Wayne State, 48-7. to Minnesota Duluth evens their record at 1-1. One one. They are ranked number 9 and will probably move up a slot or two, possibly. Augustana buried St. Cloud State. Augustana Vikings are 2-0, and and they're looking to make some noise as well. And the first lady, her alma mater, Winona State. Winona is about two hours south of the cities. For uh, all the Southern brothers down there who are wondering what the hell I'm talking about right now. But that's where Angie uh, went to college, Winona State. And Winona State beat Minot State out of North Dakota 38-7. to Winona has had a solid pro- program down there in recent years. They've won two national uh, Division II basketball championships uh, back in the early 2000s. So they're seeing if they can uh, get going here in football again. Southwest Minnesota State. 34-30 over Bemidji State. Upper Iowa beat Mary from Notre Dame, or North Dakota, excuse me, 34-16. to And that is about it. So that's the small school roundup Division II. Let's move on to the big boys, University of Minnesota Golden Gophers, who escaped by the hair of their chinny-chin-chins out in Fort Collins the other day. Ooh, boy, Mitch Leidner, man. I just don't know. I just don't know. This this kid, I'll, I'll tell you something as we um, welcome that ninja to the chat room. What's up, ninja? As I was saying about the Minnesota quarterback, this kid, boy, he at one point in the first half, he was one for seven for like, I don't know, three or four yards, just all over the place. Colorado State came to play, and ironically, they have the country's uh, leading receiver who had to sit out this game, I believe, for a suspension of some type. So they did not have their best player, and they come out and they just do the damn thing on the Golden Gophers or the Golden Rotans, as Jungle would like to call them. But here's the thing, and this is unlike other Minnesota teams, man. As ugly as Minnesota played, as ugly as they played, they hung in there. They battled back, and, you know, when it mattered most, Trailing 17-13, Gophers went on an 80-yard drive to take the lead on uh, K.J. May's reception with 55 seconds left for a touchdown. Eric Leidner, even though he struggled big time in this game, when it came down to it, man, the kid put together a drive or two, and that's how what he does. He, he plays crappy for like 75% of the game's 
the Gophers have a defense now that can keep them in games like this instead of being blown out. And then all of a sudden, the kid catches a little fire. And lo and behold, now the Gophers should have won this game in regulation, as many of you Gopher fans know. There was a horrible and probably the worst call I've seen all year in football I've seen um, from that idiot referee out there who called pass interference. And the kids even, yeah, that's right. The kids are even booing his ass. But let me tell you something. The, the gopher D-back was nowhere within three yards of this guy. Never even touched him. Anyway, that pass interference penalty kept the drive going because this was all under a minute left now. They were able to get Colorado State. The Rams were able to get in field goal range. And bam, they tied the game. But on the very first play of overtime, the Gophers came up with a key. It was called a fumble in the game. It was actually an interception. Uh, the Gopher defender actually just stripped the ball right out of the guy's hands. Gophers take it on down. They wind up kicking the game-winning field goal. And, well, they eke out a, a victory. And that's exactly what they needed. So, good for them we're very happy but mitch leitner has to get it together but here's something that's very interesting i found um article in the star tribune uh, minneapolis paper today some very interesting facts now mitch leitner has thrown 153 consecutive passes and played 20 consecutive quarters without an interception so think of that gopher fans as bad as this dude has played no interceptions and all that that's that's interesting and we'll take it the last one came in the fourth quarter of the team's loss to Ohio State, and that was back on November, November 15th of last year. This season, Leidner has completed 42 of 80 passes, which is uh, just over 52%, for 430 yards, three touchdowns. Gophers also pulled potential red shirts from running back Shannon Brooks and defensive back Antonio Chanel. This makes it six true freshmen who have played this year, including linebacker Julian Huff, receiver Rashad Still, cornerback Keontae Harden, and linebacker Blake Cashman. So things are popping over on campus, man. Let's jump in this chat room here. As I know, we got a lot of people up in here now, and I appreciate everybody out there, man. Everybody out there. Gary Joyner says, what's up, all? That's when he first jumped in here. Ninja says in the mansion smells like burnt ribs in this place. You know it. The tips are cooking. The tips are cooking. Jungle. Yes, sir. We got to get that uh, Periscope thing cracking, man. Angie, first lady. She cannot wait to get to Atlanta and meet everybody as well. Jersey Vern, the chief rocker, saying what up to everybody and the first lady. Man, I appreciate everybody in here. Jersey Vern also talking about. Don't act like you don't hear me, youngest. <laughs> he must be talking crap out there to somebody. But anyway, man. So Minnesota escapes for Collins with a victory. They are 1-1 one one on the year. We got uh, Kent State is showing up next weekend here in Minneapolis. We got the early start. We are rocking and rolling at 11 a.m. So I imagine that's going to be probably an ESPN2 game. Uh Here's the, here's the skinny on Kent State. Now, on paper, this should be a relatively easy win if such a thing exists for Minnesota football. But anyway, Kent State went 2-9 and nine last year. This year, they opened up with a 52-3 loss at Illinois. I watched some of that game. They looked horrible. 
The Golden Flashes uh, bounced back last Saturday with a 45-13 win over Delaware State, which is, a, uh, I believe, a division or FCS or maybe Division II team. And they had even lost seven consecutive games going back to last season. Um, Delaware State, it says, scored touchdowns on two fumble recoveries. But Kent State, now listen to this. Kent State outgained the, the Hornets 492 to minus 33 yards. These mugs went backwards for the whole game. Incredible. So that's what you got with Kent State. It is what it is. Um, should be a relatively easy game. But, again, you got to show up, and Mitch Leidner's got to play a little bit. So moving on. So much to talk about in the world of college football, my people. Let's get in this chat room here as I see Big Tank Murdoch is in the house. Kent State sucks. I'll say it. Yep, he says, say it, Gov. Kent State sucks because they do. Everybody knows it. What's up, Big Tank? Welcome to Sports Done Right. Spreaker.com. You know, what can I say, man? What can I say? Anyway, glad you are in here. Who else is up in this chat room? Jersey Vern's talking about Denver sucks too. LSU is no joke. I agree. LSU looked real nice, real nice. My favorite, LSU is probably my favorite team down south there. Uh, we got to go to a game down there, night game. That was on my sports bucket list. And love LSU, love the people, love the food. Good times were had by all. But if I had to tell you the particulars, governor would have to kill you. So anyway. Ninja's talking about Penn State. Oh, Ninja, come Penn State sucks. Literally. Oh, come on, man. Ninja, please. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about what else went down here in the Big Ten. Well, we saw Michigan State do their thing in a tight game, 31-28, with, with um, the University of Oregon. Very good game, entertaining game. Gerald says, you suck, Vince. Dang, Gerald, what did I do? What did I do? Okay, you better be just kidding like you said there. But anyway, Michigan State uh, looking good, man. This is a game they had to win if they're going to take the next step up to be a top five team to, to show that they belong in the upper echelon of college football. They've been banging on the door so long. Mark D'Antonio is one of the most underrated coaches in this country. And Michigan State, at least right now, opened the door. They are in the elite room and very impressive. Um, but hats off to Oregon, too. Now, I thought Oregon would not show up as much as they did in that game. And they prove, hey, Oregon has a lot of pride. They are a program that has played for championships and has been right there as well. So they are not going out without a bang themselves. So hats off to Oregon. But good to see the Big Ten representing and um, quick update, Twins are down 3-1 to one in the top of the third inning. So um, a lot of hitting going on here. This game's taking a little bit to get completed. How about Vern's O-H-I-O, Ohio State Buckeyes, man? They battled a team that was wearing some funky uniforms called the University of Hawaii Rainbows. And them rating and man, them and them are the ugliest uniforms I have almost ever seen in my life. I could not believe it. But anyway, 
University of Hawaii is, you know, they've had some okay teams out there here and there. And, but, you know, they're, they're going to Ohio State. And there's just no chance. And Ohio State proved that. However, uh, the first half was a little bit ugly. Uh, a couple mishandled snaps by Mr. Jones behind um, or in the shotgun formation. JT Barrett actually came in and played some quarterback. But again, um, Ohio State cruises. They have a very easy schedule. And I don't expect anything really, maybe till Minnesota, maybe till, you know, the, obviously the Michigan State game is going to be huge, uh, Jersey Vern. We might have to meet up and find a way to get some tickets on that one. Go meet Uncle Uncle Vern, my main man. Anyway, so uh, hats off, Vern, to your Ohio State Buckeyes, man. They're still doing their thing. So number one in the country, absolutely, without a doubt. Now, let's do a quick little Big Ten roundup here. Now, Penn State. Oh, boy, I don't know, man. Penn State is, you know, they're they're just kind of muddling right now. They're going to have to get it together, um, you know, so we'll just kind of see what happens there. I'm, I'm not impressed with, um, with uh, <laughs> I'm looking in the chat room here, Gerald over there. Um, with his Gables comment, but um, one of the things Penn State has got to do is they just got to they got to put it together finally. So enough excuses. They got the scholarships back. Let's see what you can do, man. Let's see what you can do. Ooh, had to hit the cough button there. Anyway, Iowa is two and zero. Iowa battling back with the win. For the Cyhawk Trophy, they beat Iowa State. And folks, let me tell you before I jump back in the chat room here in a couple minutes, because I know a lot of the the audience for this show is down south. Don't sleep on this Iowa Iowa State rivalry. I know you guys think Iowa's just the some, some backward state with nothing in it, and for the most part, you're right about the nothing in it part. But there's some proud people up there. It's, uh, you know, if you had to break it down in percentages, it's probably about a 70-30, you know, University of Iowa, you know, state. But when this, when these two battle for the Cyhawk Trophy and uh, the Cyhawk, um, obviously Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. So the Cyhawk is what they call it. And it's a battle, man. People come from all over the state. I was not that small of a state, you know, to drive from maybe corner to corner. You're talking maybe four or five hours. So um, it takes a minute to kind of get from campus to campus. And these teams battled a very entertaining game. Couldn't say more. Uh, obviously, I was pulling for the Hawkeyes. Or not the, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did I say Hawkeyes? Is Andrew listening? My man at work, the biggest Hawkeye dork I know. Anyway, no, I, I'm pulling for the Cyclones. And it was a good game, but they just couldn't do it. Iowa wins 31-7 when it's all said and done. You know, what can you say? Iowa, Captain Kirk. And Captain Kirk's, you know, um, what he said after the game, put it into context, man. He said this, this game means more than most of the nation will ever know. It's so important to win it. And Iowa State had won the past three out of four battles for the Cyhawk Trophy. So Iowa is very glad to have that back. So good for them. 
Northwestern uh, making a little move as well. They could be very interesting as things uh, heat up here in the Big Ten. Um, we've uh, already talked about my Golden Gophers. Oh, Gary, we're going to talk about the Mets in the baseball segment coming up here in just a moment. So don't worry about that because I have a, a little segment I'm going to do on both the Mets and the Yankees. So, you know, keep it tuned here to Sports Done Right every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com, 730. Anyway, um, I was speaking on Northwestern. They're 2-0. Very interesting game with Duke coming up. Uh, Jungle Brothers' favorite team, the Duke Blue Devils. And this game actually matters. So um, this could be a very interesting game. If, uh, North Car- or North, North Carolina, if Northwestern can win this game, things can get really tight in the Big Ten. So they're going out there, and they are looking for big things. And, you know, Pat Fitzgerald is quoted. Obviously, this challenge coming up this week is going to tell us a lot about our team. All hands on deck. Let's see if we're ready to play. So Northwestern's going out to uh, Durham. Good luck to them. Indiana's also moved to 2-0. and You know, Indiana kind of does this every few years. I'm, I, they're not going anywhere. Um, good for them winning games, though. But, you know, they're, they're not going to do anything, really. And Purdue. Here's a funny stat I found out about Purdue before we move on to, to the national scene here. Purdue has just five wins since 2013. Check this out. Five wins since 2013. That's almost three years. Three of those wins were versus FCS schools. One was versus the MAC. I mean, it's just incredible. Purdue has just slipped downhill. It has really, really, really been interesting. So, anyway, man, hats off to the Big Ten Conference. It's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a a bumpy ride for some teams, but we're going to get out there and support our Golden Gophers in the Big Ten. I'm going to try and catch a couple role games this year. So let's jump into the chat room. Sports done right every Tuesday here on Spreaker.com. Oh, want to give it up to my main man too, cousin Todd Holland. Down Now Angie's cousin, this is her younger cousin, is the head baseball coach at the University of Arkansas, I believe, Pine Bluff. I, I, I hope that's the campus I'm thinking of. Um, one of the things, <laughs> one of the things that I want to do, and we talked about. He sent me a little note. We we're gonna try and do a little interview, talk some Southern college baseball here in the weeks upcoming. So just wanted to give a shout out to Todd Holland and his uh, wonderful family down there, and Jen and the rest of the girls. And my main man, Little Coop, in the house. He is the future stud. Little Coop, what up from Uncle, uh, uncle from Cousin Vince? Anyway, moving along, people. What I want to do is give out my first Big Ten Baller of the Week award. And we'll do this every week as simply as it says, Big Ten Baller of the Week. Now, as much as I hate to do this, and I hope my boy Andrew isn't listening right now, but he'll hear it on the podcast tomorrow when he listens at work, probably. This week's inaugural Big Ten Baller of the Week goes to C.J. Beathard, quarterback from the University of Iowa. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. 
I know. I, I said it right. C.J. Beathard, quarterback, University of Iowa. <laughs> Listen, I know, I know. The first ladies out there in the, in the chat room, not Iowa. Jungle Brother sucks. 12-gauge Chief Rocket, but let me tell you something here. This kid is um, he's, he's a good size. He's six foot two, 210 pounds. He's actually a southern boy, y'all, before you start down on him. He's from Franklin, Tennessee, out of uh, Battleground Academy, it says here. Uh, now, he completed 15 to 25 attempts for 215 yards. Now, I, I know that doesn't sound real, you know, impressive or anything to like that, but... If you watch this game, again, kind of like Leidner, but on a bit bigger, better stage, is that he, the passes that he put together, the drives he put together late, and especially in the second half, this kid came to play, um, you know, through three touchdowns, no interceptions. Iowa rallied from a 17-10 halftime um, deficit to win 31-17, as I told you earlier. He also... Um, Tied the game in the second quarter on a 93-yard scoring drive where he uh, busted off a 44-yard run and a 19-yard run. So the kid did a little bit of everything except catch the ball. And again, if you would have saw this game and you would have saw the second half, when you're playing in these rivalry games, that's the other thing. This was only the second week, y'all, out there in the chat room. And I know y'all don't get this, but this, again, this was right on par with some of the big rivalry games that you think of. It's just that nobody thinks of Iowa. Anyway, Hawkeye quarterback came to play. Got to give him his props. He's the initial Big Ten baller of the week, C.J. Beathard. And I think he has some relation. He made it to Bobby Beathard, the old uh, the uh, San Diego Chargers GM. So who knows? But anyway, that's him. That's the Big Ten baller of the week. All right, people, what we're going to do is we're going to take ourselves a quick break. We'll be right back. We're going to hit a little bit on these, uh, the rest of these games here from this past weekend on the college side. Then we're going to talk, we're going to jump into a little baseball in NFL. We are 43 minutes in on sports done right. The chat room is ablaze. I'm going to be checking out the chat room the first thing when I get back from this break. Everybody. Everybody smoke them if you got them. Everybody drink them if you're drinking them. And we will be right back to talk more college football here on Sports Done Right. Coming to you live on this break, we're going to feature the sounds of music Soul Child. Now, this is his version of a Rolling Stones classic called Miss You. We uh, played Miss You last week. Everybody loved hearing that. Great Rolling Stones song. I love this version for Music Soul Child. A little more funky, a uh, little more bass, a little more uh, but check it out. Music Soul Child. We'll be right back to you in four minutes. I've been sleeping all alone, girl I miss you 
Yeah. I've been hanging on the phone. I've been sleeping all alone. I wanna kiss you. Yes. Woods of Minnesota. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's going on? We are back at Sports Done Right every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com. Jeff Poles joined in, the brother-in-law. He wants to hear some golf, giving some props to Ricky Fowler. We'll get to that in a second. Just want to finish up the college football scene before we move on to the NFL, the National Football League. Anyway, got polls out. 
Talked about the Big Ten Baller of the Week, C.J. Beathard. All kinds of stuff going on. We're also going to talk about a few teams here as well. So let's run through these polls here. We got the AP, the coaches, pretty much the same. So I think last week I read the coaches. So we're going to switch over. We're going to do the AP top 25. We're going to start at the top. Go to the, uh, oh, we'll just take a look at the top 20. That's all you really need to know. Anybody? Or anyway, Ohio State, obviously, number one. Alabama, two. TCU is number three. Michigan State received two first place votes in this poll. They are at number four. Baylor is at number five. The Baptist uh, Titans down there. USC, number six. Georgia is seventh. Notre Dame, number eight, Florida State Seminoles, number nine, and the Bruins from Westwood, UCLA, the University of California, Los Angeles is bringing it up with the top 10, number 10. Now, the other one's looking to make moves. Clemson, the boys from South Carolina, looking to make that move. They are 2-0, and and they are number 11. Oregon dropped down to number 12, Louisiana State. Them uh, Raging Cajuns down there are at number 13. Georgia Tech bringing it up at number 14, and I can't wait for Georgia and Georgia Tech this year. Ole Miss, the Rebels, coming in at uh, 2-0, number 15. Oklahoma, number 16 in the country. They jump up a couple spots after their win at Tennessee. Texas A&M, Kevin's got his team playing some ball down there. They are 17. Auburn, Wardam, Eagle, for our main man, Gerald, Auburn is the 18th ranked team in the country. BYU, and we're going to address them here in just a couple seconds, have popped in at number 19. They are 2-0. and And Arizona tops out the top 20. So there are the, uh, the teams. They are doing their thing. And let's just see what happens. So let me jump in the chat room here. Because I know uh, we got a lot of people in here. There's a lot of good conversation going on. Thanks to everyone that is in the chat room tonight. And Sticky Icky Ricky is a boss that comes from Jeff. He must be talking about Ricky Fowler because he wants to hear some golf. You're going to hear that in just one second. And Angie is talking about our nephew, Jeff's son, Dylan Pohl, getting his first touchdown against Eastridge High School, hope so. Golden nephew, he plays for Creighton Durham Hall here locally. Gary Joyner says, no golf, no! Come on, Gary, let's reset that. Gary says, more golf, yes, more golf, yes. Jersey Vern, Jeff, what are you drinking? Nothing you is better than New York. Leave that ooey alone. <laughs> Jersey Vern throwing the gauntlet down. Jungle Brother says Michigan State is too high at number four. Um, Until, you know, someone else proves that they're jungle, I kind of disagree a little bit. I think they've earned a number four spot. Um, You know, it's all going to play out in the wash. Again, we're just going into the third week. And, you know, it's... It is, um, it's going to come out in the wash, man. So we'll see if Michigan State can hang in there. They got a couple games coming up, so we will see. Moving on, 
boy, how about this Brigham Young team, man? Now, I have never been a fan of Brigham Young for a whole bunch of reasons, including when some uh, Mormon people dropped some kind of racist literature off in my friend's house that he showed me one night. I was not a fan of that. But, hey, you know, Utah, I get it. The whole state's Mormon. But this team, man, this quarterback out here, I don't know what to say. Something's going on out there. Um, freshman is like 25, kids back from his mission. And, you know, every pass that uh, he throws out there seems to be a Hail Mary catch. So here's the thing. I saw a, a little article, and I wish I would have had time to print it out. I hit it right before I hit, I hit the air tonight. And check the schedule. They got some teams on their schedule left, and it talked about can BYU make a case for the college football playoffs if they run the table, obviously. And, you know, I, you know, of course you say no off the bat during the Mountain West Conference and so on. But it was a, it was just an interesting article because they have a couple more games left against some um, name opponents. And I apologize for not having that up, having some little technical issues here. But, you know, check it out. Check it out. And let's also talk about Deshaun Kaiser out of Notre Dame. Backup quarterback comes in, wins the game at Virginia. Virginia, y'all y'all need to be ashamed of yourselves, man. You guys, y'all had that game. You had it. And then you let it go. You let it go. And, you know, when you're up on Notre Dame, you cannot do that, man. You cannot do that. Notre Dame finds a way. God's favorite team, some people like to think. I've never been a fan. I've been a Hurricanes fan, so it's almost just against me to even think about liking anything Notre Dame does. But I respect the program, and Notre Dame finds a way with Sean Kaiser backing it up and, um, you know, hitting at the 24-yard touchdown run. Or, excuse me, I'm sorry, that, uh, that last pass there is what I'm thinking of. And Notre Dame ekes one out, man. So, Virginia, you had the chance. Um, let's move over to Oklahoma. Interesting game up at Tennessee. Tennessee blows their largest home game or um, largest home deficit. They, they blow it in the second half. Oklahoma, and, and here was the thing. Oklahoma had to go and win this game to prove that they're Oklahoma. This was Tennessee's time once again to answer the bell. We're back. Yep, the rankings matter. We, you know, we're, this is us. We're ready to make that move. We're, we're talking, we're going to come back in the SEC and be strong. And what did they do? Laid an egg. So another Tennessee loss, which is going to set them back. And we're going to see if this team is going to make any type of run. We're going to see if they have the mental makeup too to, to come back from a loss like this devastating loss. Um, stadiums filled over a hundred thousand people down there in Knoxville. Um, the, the river was, was party. The boats were out. Everybody was ready for this game in Oklahoma and hats off to them. Ball or war to the Sooners, man stayed with it in, in the middle of a hostile crowd say what you will about Tennessee as a team. 
Um, when that place is, is filled up, man, there is nothing better than being in the Tennessee Stadium. And they can get just as loud as anybody. So hats off to them for sticking with it. Um, we still don't really know who Oklahoma really is, but we're going to find out, man. We're going to find out soon enough. So, Now, one thing I want to talk about as well is um, another gentleman I watched. Um, you know, last week we talked about UCLA's uh, quarterback, Josh Rosen. Freshman, you definitely need to keep an eye on. Big things coming for that kid, I believe. But another guy you need to keep an eye on is the running back, Paul Perkins, out there in UCLA as well. Like I said, UCLA has really uh, started to run things out there in, in the L.A. area. And, you know, that running back dude's badass, so keep an eye on him. Um, he led the Pac-10 in rushing last year. And after two weeks, he's already doing the do so. He had 151 yards last week against UNLV, and I know it's UNLV, but just keep an eye on that kid. And, uh, again, Josh Rosen's quarterback, Paul Perkins running back, UCLA. I expect big things from the Bruins, and I expect uh, a very big game that should matter big time by the time they face USC. So, all right, college football in a nutshell, everybody. Hope everybody's doing good out there. We're coming up on the hour mark of Sports Done Right. For those that don't know, I am Vince Wright. I am the sports governor of Minnesota. Everybody loves the governor. I was given this name by a, a young gentleman called Jungle Brother because I represent the state of Minnesota so well, all their sports. And I am very proud to be called the sports governor of the state of Minnesota. Thank you, Jungle. I appreciate that. Um, one thing we're going to do here is... Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. That's right. There's one last thing college football-wise. So if anybody ever gets up here, first off, everybody knows I have gopher tickets. So if anybody ever gets up to Minneapolis and wants to come watch a game, we can try and make that happen for you. Just get in touch with me. But, oh, one thing I did want to mention Got another additional about 30, 35 Twitter followers as well. All kinds of people hitting up Sports Done Right. That's what I wanted to talk about. Man, the love that you guys give for this show is phenomenal, man. And I appreciate every damn bit of it. You guys are the best in the biz. And let me give it up for that real cast family of podcasting, too, because... It doesn't stop with me. We got cooking with the microwave, John Fisher. He'll be on after me probably tonight. We got the real cast Rangers, Jersey Vern, my main man. He claims New York. He claims New Jersey. He lives in Georgia. His name's Jersey Vern. We're we going to try and figure that out. Jungle Brother, he's the one that started it all. Uh, was a guest on his show here with him and Jersey Vern talking Minnesota sports. They gave me the little nudge out the nest to go ahead and give this thing a shot. And I'm just, like I say every week, just trying to get better with it. So let's uh, hit up a little golf here for the brother-in-law, Ricky Fowler. One, oh, God, I can't remember the damn tournament. See, that's the thing, golf. It's football season now. But Ricky Fowler got his third victory of the year. And good for him, man, because he won that poll uh, most overrated player by the rest of the professionals on tour. 
came out, won the uh, players' tournament that week. I think that was the tournament. And he's got a couple more victories. And Ricky's going to be doing some good things, man. So hats off to Mr. Fowler. You do your thing, man. Ricky Fowler, ladies and gentlemen. And again, what golf should do, man, is for their playoffs here for this uh, FedEx Cup, they should move these tournaments to midweek because we could be talking about Ricky Fowler in the middle of the week when there's a little less football going on. But if you're going to keep playing golf on the weekends, PGA, you, you know, like I said, I and I play golf. I'm in the golf family, as y'all y'all know. So that kind of proves everything right there. Unless Tiger was playing, man, and Tiger's the one that still moves the needle. I don't care what anybody says and wants to tell you. Tiger Woods is the only one that still moves the needle for TV ratings, for money in this sport. We got great young players. Finally, we got some rivalries going. But it's still Tiger Woods right now. So we'll see if Tiger can bounce back. Uh, he'll be playing in a few weeks at the season opening Fry's Championship. So, all right, people. We are going to take a quick break as we just went over the hour mark. Wanted to get that little golf nugget in for my uh, dear brother-in-law, Jeff Pohl, there. So we are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little baseball. We are going to talk some NFL football as we wrap up this last, oh, probably about 30, 35 minutes of sports done right. We're going to come back. We're going to get in this chat room with everybody. Jungle Brother, Jersey Vern, uh, the First Lady Angie's in there, my brother-in-law Jeff, Gary Joyner, and don't forget Gary's show on Spreaker as well, Everyday People, with some very interesting topics, um, very topical show there. And who else we got in there? I know I'm missing somebody. Tank. Yeah, Big Tank Murdoch, King 50. Man, appreciate all you people up in this joint. So we will be right back. We're going to kick some old school Black Eyed Peas. Um, this isn't one of their popular songs, but it's, one of, uh, it's a favorite song of mine called Latin Girls because, you know, who don't love a nice little Latin girl? All you got to do is get to Puerto Rico. But don't tell the first. Lady Girls, Latin girls, Latin girls. You're making me hot, girl. What's happening, girls? What's happening? 
¿Qué onda? ¿Qué quieres conmigo? Mira muchacha, esto es para ti Latina, chicana por mí Más finas, me gustan así Mira, mira, mira a mami Espérate, espérate, espérate aquí We can connect and act humanly Indulge in animalistic So we, we can have conversation Or sexual relation Or we can explore Find out more about things that we've done before Whether it be kicking thoughts I'ma make your chonies drop Watch Mr. Shoney rock I rock your sticky spot Hombre lumbre, no to make it high I make you trip jump They call me come alive I like them Cuban girls, Cuban girls I like them Puerto Rican girls, Puerto Rican girls Yo quiero Mexican girls, Mexican girls Yo quiero Spanish girls, Spanish girls I like them Girls, girls, Latin girls Latin girls, Latin girls Latin girls, what's happening girls What's happening girls, what's happening What's up, everybody? It's a Tuesday night. Sports done right. Vince Wright is out of sight, feeling good. Like JJ Kid dying, oh might. Anyway, hope everybody's doing well, enjoying the show. Again, we are over a thousand listens tonight, so we appreciate that. From the fans out there, sports done right every Tuesday. want to say what's up to jungle brother jungle me and you think alike miami hurricane fans 
Oh, boy. The good old days are long gone out there in um, Coral Gables, unfortunately. They've been back in the top ten a couple times, but hopefully the Hurricanes can find a way to recruit that home state of Florida. It is harder than ever right now because they have about six Division One teams down there. But always, always proud to uh, be a fan of the Hurricanes. Yeah, they were robbed against them Buckeyes, that stupid-ass ref with that bunk call. And you know it, Jersey Vern. You know I'm talking to you, Jersey Vern. I'd bust a cap in your ass like Doug if I was right in front of you because Ohio State did not deserve to win. They were gifted a championship for Jim Trestle. Anyway, moving on. And oh, hi, stressing the high. Oh, indeed, Angie, right in the chat room. Um, oh, Jersey Vern saying F the U. Come on. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, passion still run deep. Passion still run deep. But, you know, whenever we think of Jersey Vern, here's what we think of. Silence. Anyway. All right, let's talk a little bit about baseball. The Minnesota Twins are still down tonight in the bottom of the fifth inning to Detroit 3-1. to Joe Mawa is about to step to the plate, and that means the T.I. music is definitely playing. So we might have to use that for the last uh, music break here tonight, maybe a little Joe Mauer uh, T.I. walk-up music. But anyway, good news for the Minnesota Twins. Looks like Phil Hughes is scheduled to make his first start since back in August, uh, August 10th. Could be as early as Friday, as reported in the Star Tribune by Lavelle E. Neal, one of the best baseball writers out there in the country. Mad props for him. You don't have a lot of uh, African-American baseball writers out there, so never expected that we'd have one here in Minneapolis and one of the best in the business. So if you're interested in baseball, Need Twins information? Go to StarTribune.com. Check out Lavelle E. Neal III. Anyway, uh, Phil Hughes coming back. Glenn Perkins, our closer, could be back in the bullpen very, very shortly as well. If the Twins can keep banging out wins, they are going to be right in the thick of it for this wild card race. But again, uh, the 3-1 deficit tonight in the bottom of the fifth. But there's still time. Joe Maurer is, uh, he is at the plate. Looks like he has a one-two count on him. Anyway, so Minnesota Twins handling their business. Like we said, Torrey is not happy with sitting, but he is also not the type of guy that's going to make that much of a fuss to it. Like he said, he's already discussed it with the manager, Paul Molitor. Uh, Paul knows exactly how Torrey feels, but Paul's doing what he thinks is best for the Twins. And, hey, if, if things keep working out, I mean, you really can't argue with them. So good luck to the Minnesota Twins as uh, they keep moving forward. Oh, oh, also baller award to Torrey Hunter, 350th home run the other day as well. So we definitely love Torrey Hunter up here. And congratulations, Torrey, on your 350th home run, my friend. Well done. and glad you're finishing your career where you belong so let's jump in this chat room real quick before we move on to some other baseball news here 
Jungle Brother says, a thousand listens. Governor Sponsor is going to be coming your way soon. Do your thing, brother. Thank you very much, Jungle. Like I said, you were the one that pushed me out there, man. So I appreciate it, sir. Angie, the first lady, says, sponsors. Sponsors. It's like playoffs. Jungle Brother, my main man, says, fall back with that jersey before I start trolling you with 305 jokes. Oh, he must be Jungle Brother. That was a cut at him. Oh, I love those two real cast rangers, man. Gary Joyner says, kayaking is peaceful. Golf is some crap made for rich uppity folks. Caviar eating, Grey Poupon folks. Gary, man, we're going to have to get you on the golf course, man. <laughs> we, we really are, brother. Oh, man. But I love you, Gary. I love you, man. You, you, you keep doing your thing, brother. Jersey Vern says, to hell with them twins. Shit, the hell with you, Vern. What the fuck are you talking about? Dude, Minnesota, we coming to represent, even though we have been the Yankees bitch for a number of years. So, Twins trailing uh, tonight, big game last night, Twins win. And they uh, smoked Detroit last night, 7-1. to So, if they can come and find a way to come back tonight, that would be very, very good. But anyway, let's move on. Um, Let's take a look at the standings like we like to do most all weeks here. Going to start off in the American League East because I know that's where a lot of interest is. The Yankees got it down to three games before tonight's game. These are uh, ratings before tonight, people. Keep that in mind. Ferrari World. Oh, for well, we we welcome you, sir. Um, looks like it's an advertisement. Anyway, oh, on Jersey Vern, and you know that Vince on his "to hell with those twins" comment, Jeff. Now you're against high-end mustard treaters. <laughs> oh, Gary's great coupon comment there. So, oh boy, just having fun over in uh, Invergrove Heights, uh, south of the Twin Cities here. Anyway, uh, Toronto started the night three games up on the Yankees. Baltimore, 12 back. Um, Also, Rams, we ain't even dealing with them. We're only dealing with the stuff that counts here on Sports Done right now. Kansas City, uh, Twins took uh, about a 14-game deficit, cut it down to nine, but they're they're in the wild card. But Kansas City still nine games up on the Twins. American League West, you got the Houston Astros, a half a game up on Texas. And Texas just overcome everybody, man. And they have passed Los Angeles. And the Angels are four and a half games back now. Seattle still, you know, trying to make it interesting at 70 and 75. They are seven and a half games back. Let's go over to National League. I'm going to start in the National League East. Boy, hats off to the New York Mets, man. Gary, Gary Joyner's New York Mets. Um, I got an article that I read a little earlier today. I ain't going to get into the just of it because it's, it's a rather lengthy article. Um, Gary, you may be interested since you're the Mets representative here. This is from the New York Times from Richard San Sadamore, Sandamore, S-A-N-D-O-M-I-R, called As Mets Rise, a City Starts to Change Its Pinstripes. Noticing more blue and orange caps and fewer navy pinstripes around New York these days? Hearing more talk about how the Mets keep finding ways to win? It could be that the Yankees' seemingly unshakable hold on the city's baseball heart is loosening amid the sudden and stunning turnaround for the Mets. 
Very interesting article. Again, New York uh, Times article here. Richard Sandemir. As Mets rise, a city starts to change its pinstripes. So I'm going to jump in here. Since I know we're going, yes, Gary Joyner. Yes, Mets. Let's get it, get it. Get it, get it. Gerald says, here we come, those Rangers, Texas Rangers in the house. They're going to, yeah, they are going to need to sweep the Astros. Jungle Brother says the Rangers have no chance. Andrew, Astros got Bush family money and political power. <laughs> Jungle Brother's the best, man. Conspiracy, non-conspiracy. He is underground radio at its finest. That is the Jungle Brothers. So. But um, Rangers got Bush money. That is true. Jeff says the only good thing about New York is Met Life. Of course, that's who he works for. Other than that, keep it. We don't want it. Jersey Vern, bullshit. They're, <laughs> they're still our hoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Still talking. That must have been about the Mets. Jungle Brother, another Yankees fan. Mets need to go sit they ass down. Anyway, man. But it's a very good article. I think if you are a New York baseball fan, regardless of what uh, side you're on, you may want to check it out. It's a real, it's a really well written article. Um, good, good read. Um, I'll just breeze through a couple things here. Yankees paid attendance at home is averaging thirty nine thousand five thirty seven a game, down five percent, five point six percent from the average at this time last year. Yankees who failed who uh, trail first place Toronto, as we talked about, have never averaged below 40,000 fans a game since moving to the new Yankee Stadium in 2009. Very interesting. The Mets are averaging 31,000 and some change a game this season, a 17.6% rise from last season. Of course, winning does that. That is still about 10,000 short of capacity at City Field. But this season's increase of roughly 4,700 fans a game represents a dramatic shift from the dispiriting trend. Attendance had fallen almost 32% from a peak of 38,900 during the first season of the ballpark six years ago. So Yankee fans go back to tipping or sipping that tea, Gary Joyner says. <laughs> Jersey Burns says Gary Sippo. See, that's what I like. That's what I like. The, these two teams could be talking that Subway Series. Again, again, with the National League Central, we got St. Louis. And boy, have things changed here. Look at this. We thought San Francisco was invincible, ladies and gentlemen. San Francisco leads the Pittsburgh Pirates by two games. Incredible. Incredible. Um, St. Louis has hit the skids here over the past few games. Pittsburgh keeps winning. Chicago keeps winning. The Cubs actually, excuse me, Cubs are actually on a three-game losing streak before tonight. Pardon me. But Pittsburgh has won their last four games. They are two back. The Cubs, however, are now only seven back. Lots of baseball to be played still in this division. Could get interesting. Could St. Louis, after it's all said and done, maybe be winding up in a wild card? Wouldn't that be something? That would be something. I mean, if they if they blew this, 89-54, only two back. But here comes the Pittsburgh Pirates, man. Jeff says, I just read a story last week about Posada and Jeter. We're more than friendly. Um, Jungle Brother Gary, show me a selfie with you at City Field, then I'll respect your fandom. 
<laughs> Gary, he's calling you out, man. He says you ain't you ain't a fan. You better get your butt over to City Field. Um, when I was there in New York, uh, my first trip there, uh, we landed at LaGuardia, so I got a nice overhand view and drove by as we were leaving the airport. Uh, beautiful, beautiful stadium. Got to uh, attend two games at Yankee Stadium that weekend against the White Sox in the Audi Club. Um, Angie had some official business, so got to uh, ride the coattails of the First Lady for some VIP treatment. I got to say this in terms of those stadiums out there. I haven't been to City Field. I, I do look forward to trying to get there sometime, maybe for my Cubs. But um, I was very impressed with Yankee Stadium. I, I love the the way they incorporated the museum, the history of the old place across the street. Um, Target Field holds, you know, roughly about 37,000, somewhere in there. It's a small ballpark. So to see a baseball field that holds about 55,000, you know, very, very impressed. Had a great time, obviously. Like I said, we got some VIP treatment. But it was just, it was a lot of fun, man. It was a great time. Very impressed with Yankee Stadium. If you want to call it New Yankee Stadium, just call it Yankee Stadium. Because all they did was just took the old model and just brought it into the 21st century. I know we don't like to see these old ballparks go, but I think New York did it right. I think the Steinbrenner family did it right. And then you don't hear me giving too much praise to, to the Yankee land, but when it comes to that stadium, they did it right. Um, great, great facility. And that's all I got to say. So a shout out to the Yankee stadium, but we still hate those dreaded Yankees. Don't we kids <laughs> sit down, sit down anyway, folks. So we could have a Subway series. Twins are still battling. Cubs, even on the losing streak, are still in the mix. Let's take a look and go out to the National League West, where we have the Dodgers again. They are on a three-game winning streak. They are seven and a half games clear of San Francisco. And the Giants are you know, on a four-game winning streak themselves. So we're going to see what happens there in the west so hats off to everybody done a great job so far and i love how the twins are still battling you know we we dig that so all right what we're gonna do jump in this chat rooms i know i can probably expect jersey Vern to be talking some crap about the twins or something Gerald War Eagle says Madden has done a good job this season with the Cubs. Absolutely, manager of the year, in this humble Cubs fan opinion. Um, you know that guy. He he brings respect. He brings uh, je ne quoi, they say back in France, so to speak. And you know, I was very happy that they were able to get him there. And hopefully, the Cubs can do something, man. Jungle Brother says, Gary caught a cab in Times Square, told the Pakistani cab driver to take him to the ball game. His ass got dropped off at Yankee Stadium. Oh, coming hard at the only Mets fan tonight, man. What's going on? Gary, they coming for you, man. You better represent and throw some Mets gear on next time we talk to you. Jersey laughing out loud at that. Angie says, don't forget the casino club on Friday night. Drinks flowing. 
Oh, the meet and greet for the Doug Stewart sh- um, show anniversary party in Atlanta. Some network podcasting for sports done right. Spreaker.com here on Tuesday nights. Hey, everybody, hit me up on Twitter. You can follow me at the big smooth one. As I always say, that's the number one, not not O N E. So at the big smooth one, you can email me about the show at V M A N N three one at gmail.com. And if you are not a member already, go to the sports done right. Facebook group. If you have any troubles, hit me up on Facebook or just get a hold of me somehow. And we can get you added on in there and feel free to put any postings, uh, any news, local news, any sports takes you guys have in there. And let's just have some fun, man. We're over a thousand listens. We're on our way tonight. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to just keep this thing going. We've got some big plans in the future, some interviews coming. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Who knows? Maybe the next reunion will be at Yankee Stadium or City Field. Who knows? Big John Fisher. Booyaka, booyaka, blah, 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 blah. Big John cooking with the microwave right after tonight's show says I bought a Mets hat last winter when I ran out of firewood and a jersey when I ran out of toilet paper. Oh, boy. Everybody's a comedian tonight. All these Yankee lovers, just comedians, just comedians. I helped you out with that one, Gary. I helped you out, man. Oh, boy, sports done right here. We are on the 86-minute hour and 20 minutes in, heading towards the home stretch. What we're going to do is we are going to take a quick little station break. Then we got to come in here and talk about our National Football League, as Howard Cosell used to say back in the day. Keep it tuned here. And, you know, I think we're going to go a little old school here for Big Vern. You know, Vern's over there at the old folks' home. And he had always talked about he needed some throwback R&B. So we're going to give the old Uncle Vern what he wants tonight, people. So... Vern, take your Robitussin, hit up that Geritol, my brother. We love you, we're thinking of you, and we will be right back for the home stretch. Sports done right. Vince Wright, the sports governor. Be back.
necklace, the reason all of my dates been blind dates. But today, I got my Ferrowist girl with me. I'm mashing the gas, she's grabbing the wheel. It's trippy, her heart, she rides with me. The new Bobby and Whitney, only time we don't speak is doing sex in the city. She gets carry fever, but soon as the show's over, she's right back to me and my soldier. Cause mommy's a rider, and I'm a roller. Put us together, how they gon' stop both us? Whatever she lacks, I'm right over her shoulder. When I'm off track, mommy is keeping me focused. So let's lock this down like it's supposed to be. The O3, Barney and Clyde, Hove and B. Holla. All I need in this life is sin. It's me and my girlfriend. Me and my girlfriend. Down the ride to the very back everybody sports done right john fisher getting some shout out didn't want to play any more old people music for the for the kid there so john fisher we gotta throw on a little bit of the bonnie and clyde we could do the jamaican voice like you do it man jay-z and bond say man keep it ira brother anyway what's going on man let's talk a little national football league well, our local team here, the team that represents the upper Midwest from North and South Dakota to Iowa to Minnesota, parts of Wisconsin, your Minnesota Vikings laid a egg last night. There is just no two ways about it. Even the kids are booing them. Um, kids, what would you think of AP? Hey, y'all about to get that ass beat in there. Don't watch it. You know what AP, anyway. Uh, Vikings just laid a complete and total egg 
I think, and maybe I bought into the hype a little bit myself. I do think they needed to play AP in the preseason. I did not agree with them sitting him because the guy's been off for a year. He's got to, you know, he's got to get some looks. I understand. We don't want a Jordy Nelson situation by any means. We just got the guy back in. He's, you know, we kind of got all the BS, the rigmarole behind us. And but still, he's got to get some reps in the preseason, man. So I think it's going to take um, AP maybe another game or two. He's not used to taking handoffs out of the shotgun formation. He's going to have to get used to that because of the uh, offense. But um, just a complete and total bummer from the Minnesota Vikings, man. Oh, Teddy Bridgewater. We love you, Teddy. Ain't nobody jumping ship on you. But this whole team, the the thing that's really hurting our Vikings here, people, and the, the people up here in the great uh, upper northwest or Midwest know, um, Phil Lodehold is out for the year. Our center is is just, um, he's hurt, he's out. And the, you know, the people that have come, come in to replace him just ain't doing the do, man. Just ain't doing the do, so... Oh boy, Minnesota Vikings could be a long year. You know, it's, it's I I think things are still trending in the right direction, but it was just such a bummer not even to get a touchdown, man. Just not even get a touchdown, you know. And by the time the fourth quarter came around, that's all I was hearing, man, crickets. Cuz I had my bedroom window open as I was going to bed. That game got over super late here in Minneapolis, and the brothers got to be up at 5 in the morning to go work for the man at Wells Fargo. So, anyway, let's jump in here. Um, let me get back to this chat room. I have kind of neglected the chat room here for the last little bit of the show. We are winding down Sports Done Right. Before we jump into some other NFL news, Gary Joyner. Um, let's see here. Looks like they use CC Sweat for a replacement for Crisco and New York Diners. John Fisher says when Mets players win a World Series, they restart their PS4 and start a new season. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Oh, man. Jungle Brother. Mets tried selling their souls to be kings of New York City. Devil said, what else you got besides that? I heard that. Look at that. Of course, Jersey Vern, Vikings suck. Jersey, get your ass up here to Minnesota. I'm, I guarantee you, one trip, that whole thing going to change, man. That whole thing going to change. John Fisher says the Mets tried to sign Doc Gooden last week. Gary Joyner, Yankee fans are heart attacks waiting to happen. They live on a steady two-pack-a-day habit. Oh man, this is getting good. This is good. Maybe, maybe this is why ESPN shows these games all the time. Here's the passion. John Fisher, Mets fans drink Boone's Farm and Cisco. Oh boy. Next time the Mets win a chip, Gary's girlfriend will have upgraded to basic cable from basic basic. Oh, jungle brother, taking cheap shots. Come on, jungle. Don't be bringing the women into this joint now. Come on now. Come on. We're going to do a reset here. Come on. We got to reset that. All right. Everybody's getting along here. Everybody's getting along. Jersey Vern says he's coming. Yeah, you better get on up here, Jersey. 
you jungle giant fish come on up out the deep and dirty south come on up here to god's country and let's have some fun man got uh maybe check out some twins we can check out them gophers viking stadiums waiting for you next year gonna have the best stadium in the country come on up things are cracking in minneapolis future super bowl coming this way final four coming this way all kinds of things are happening here that's why i'm the sports governor vince Wright. that's why you are listening to sports done right every tuesday night because you want to know what's going on in the great midwest and i'm here to, to tell you all about it so thank you for listening man thank you thank you thank you let's get back into this how about them uh, buffalo bills boy Ooh, Rex Ryan. He was looking happy. Shoot, Rex Ryan looked like he was sniffing his wife's feet up there, smiling. The baller award to the Buffalo Bills, man. Very well done. You got to love it. I, you know, like I said, I've always respected that fan base. They're, 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 they're good fans. I'm glad the team was able to stay there. They're, they eked out a 27-14 win. Um, You know, quarterback through for a buck 95 frank gore with the colts he only rushed for 31 yards so um san francisco wasn't missing frank gore last night but i got mad university of miami love for frank gore you are the man and he and frank gore would be back man you know hey every game ain't gonna be a buck 50 so he uh, had 31 yards andrew luck was 26 for 49 for 243 and you know buffalo did the thing man 27 14 over indianapolis what can you say another jay cutler t- interception in chicago brings the curtain down and the bears just could not find enough to get back green bay with four or excuse me 14 uh fourth quarter points and they eke out a victory down in shy town 31 to 23 Aaron Rodgers, 18 for 23, buck 89. Eddie Lacy running for 85 yards. Matt Forte had a buck 41 in a losing effort as well. Kansas City over Houston, 27 to 20. Alex Smith threw uh, for 243 yards. Very good to see. Um, Hoyer down for uh, Houston. He threw uh, 18 for 34, 236 yards. And uh, maybe another long year. Um, J.J. Watt can only do so much. And I know he does a little bit on the offense now. But 27-20 to 20, Kansas City. Jacksonville th- loses 20-9 to nine to Carolina. Cam goes for 18 for 31 for a buck 75. Um, Blake Bortles on the other side throws for 183 yards. Um Looks like, what do we got here? Ted Ginn Jr. had a couple catches for 54 yards for the Panthers. Anyway, big win for Carolina. They're out the box, ready to go. Cleveland looked good in the second quarter. Manziel threw for a buck 82. He also rushed for another 35 yards in that game, but New York Jets, baby. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Ryan Fitzpatrick was 15 of 24 for a buck 79. Um, Brandon Marshall had six catches for 62 yards. Uh, the game I spent a little bit of time watching, folks. Uh, Seattle, very disappointing start in their opener with St. Louis. Um, Nick Foles, though, hey, don't sleep on him. If uh, he's out there in any fantasy league, take a look. 18 for 27, 297 yards. 
Russell Wilson, my quarterback that I started, uh, only threw for 251 yards. He was 32 of 41. I mean, not a bad game, but, you know, not not a, you know, just didn't really matter. Marshawn Lynch rushed for 73 yards. Von Kurse at 76 yards receiving. Arizona over New Orleans, 31-19. And Arizona looked real good in this game, man, so... um um, Mr. Palmer out there tossed that rock uh, 19 of 32 for 307 yards. Larry Fitzgerald had 87 yards. And hope, hope the home kid here again. Larry Fitzgerald's a Minneapolis kid from the Academy of Holy Angels High School, private high school out in a suburb just south of Minneapolis. But he's a Minneapolis kid, so always rooting for big Larry there. Drew Brees hit up for 355 yards. He was 30 of 48. Detroit blew it against San Diego. They started off, um, they were up 21 to 10 at halftime and just could not get nothing else going. Man, um, Detroit blows it against San Diego. Phillip Rivers, again, um, he went for 404 yards, 35 of 42. Baller award for my backup and next week's starting quarterback for my team, Phillip Rivers. And uh, Melvin Gordon had a, a nice run that was called back on the penalty, a nice touchdown run. It was too bad, but watch, for, for, watch out for that brother from Wisconsin, man. In my opinion, Melvin Gordon is a baller and will be a tremendous running back for years to come. Um, out there in San Diego or L.A., wherever they wind up. Matt Stafford threw for 246 yards, 19 of 30. Amir Abdullah had a real nice all-around game, man. Um, Rushing-wise, he went for 50 yards, um, made, made some nice runs on the return, and Amir Abdullah is looking real good and is looking to be a steal out of the University of Nebraska. Cincinnati all over Oakland. And again, we talked about this, I believe, last week. I don't know what's going on in Oakland. They they really got to figure this thing out, man. Um, this organization has just been sucky forever. And it just seems like nothing ever goes right. It's almost like they're the Cleve, the West Coast Cleveland almost. You know, they're, they're the mistake by the bay. Forget the mistake by the lake. They're the mistake by the bay. And I was very glad when Oakland went home to Oakland. Um, I've, we've all seen the 30 for 30 by Ice Cube and what the Raiders meant to L.A. But, you know, they couldn't get a stadium done there. They can't get a stadium done in Oakland. And we'll see what happens there. They're obviously on the rumor mill, but they got to get it figured out, man. What do you guys think out there in the chat room as we are on Sports Done Right? Spreaker.com on Tuesdays. I'm Vince Wright. Follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth One, the number one. And check out our Facebook page, Sports Done Right, my last name, W-R-I-G-H-T. We can get you admitted in there. Lots of Minnesota updates on sports. Uh, lots of fun things. A lot of postings from around the country. We got people from all over the country in that group. So jump in there. Tennessee all over Tampa Bay as we, uh, boy, Mariota, boy, you know, 13 for 16 for 209. He had the perfect passer rating. Uh, Mr. Winston, not so much. 15 to 33, 210. He's, he just has to settle down. You could tell the whole thing was getting to him. He was getting upset. He was, he was pushing too much a little bit. 
And you know what? That's all right, man. That's all right. But just get it back, Jameis. It's, it's one game. I know it's your first game. You want to do good. And especially when Mariota comes out there and, and does what he does, you know, on the other side of the field. But um, I think Mr. Uh, Jameis Winston will be all right. And, again, just needs to settle down. Of course, the uh, Dallas Cowboys came back on New York. I don't know what the Giants were thinking about. We talked about that in the chat room on the Doug Stewart show. Uh, time management, telling people not to score. I, you know, I don't know what that was all about from Eli Manning. He definitely gets a buster of the week and a BPA nomination on Doug's show for sure. But, um, again, Dallas 27, Giants 26, and last-minute heroics there. Denver uh, ekes out a win over Baltimore. Peyton Manning threw for 175 yards. That's kind of what he does, 24-40. Um, Joel Flacco threw for a buck 17, 18 for 32. Um, you know, so uh, we are off and running in the NFL season. Lots of games upcoming this weekend, obviously. The Vikings get Detroit at home, fans. Um, it's going to be interesting because Detroit's got a nasty defense. They they lost their way in that second half, but for the first half, boy, they were playing like Indomitian Sue, more like Indomitian Who. We don't need them because they were all over San Diego. I spent some time watching that game. So, like I said, Green Bay keeps winning. Giants blew that game. And what do you guys think about Pac-Man? You know, we all saw what he did there, uh, slamming the guy's head on the helmet. Pac-Man got issues, man. And then for him to be acting a fool like that, and Indomitian Sue too. Indomitian Sue is this. Indomitian Sue is... What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, hold up. Let me get it out here, kids. Let me get it out here. I know he's not your favorite. But he is the master of the sly move. Like that little kick. He does enough where he gets your attention, but a lot of times it's not, you know, very flagrant what he does, except for the stomp on that dude a couple years back. But man, that dude, I don't know what his issue is. He's so dominant. He's such a good player. He doesn't need to be doing all this nonsense, man. So, Indomitian Sue, Buster, kids hate you right now, Pac Man. And, and Pac-Man, remember, you're lucky to even been playing because a few years ago, here was your football career. So you need to remember where you're at, homeboy. Stop messing around. Stop effing up out there. And get back in here. So let's, you know, play ball, man, and play it the right way. You guys are, uh, you got a privilege. You, you got some talent, and you are making a lot of money. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. Don't get suspended. Don't lose time. You get suspended. Other people take jobs. And then you are an afterthought. So, all right, folks. Sports done right. Vince right here. We are going to take our last break of the night. And I think for, again, all the New York folks, I'm going to give you a treat. Just for you, Jersey, all you New York people, a little more Alicia. Keep it tuned here. We're going to come back and wrap it up on Sports Done Rights, Spreaker.com. Thank you for listening. This is the Vince Wright, the sports governor. 
Keep it tuned here. Sports done right. Sing, girl. We are back. Throwing down from Alicia Keys, the Motley crew. Oh, but I feel like revving it up. Sports done right every Tuesday night at the home stretch. Ten minutes left. Cooking with the microwave is next. Sing events. I am Dr. Feel Good. I am the sports governor, and I definitely feel good tonight. Oh, yes. Bring it down, baby. Here we go. 
Oh, yes. We feel good on Sports Done Right every Tuesday night, everybody. Woo! What's going on? What's going on, man? We are wrapping it up here. We got Cooking with the Microwave coming up in just about 10 minutes. I am finally going to sign off here. But before we do that, let's take a look at week two next week. NFL. And we will go through this week two schedule here. Get everybody set up for next week. So Thursday night game on the NFL Network by way of CBS for people who don't have the NFL Network. You're going to have Denver at Kansas City. The AFC West is rocking and rolling. Always a good game there. Houston is going to head on up to Jungle Brothers Neck of the Woods to play the Carolina Panthers. These are all the uh, 1 o'clock Eastern time starts next Sunday. So you have Houston at Carolina. San Francisco goes up against Pittsburgh at Heinz Field. I was about to say Three Rivers, show you, you um, how old I am. Tampa Bay heads on over to New Orleans. That could get real ugly. So Jameis is going to have to hit them books and be ready because the Saints are licking their chops to get a hold of him after week one. And as I said earlier, Detroit will be here at high noon central time to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, Vikings better be ready, and I think they will be. Um, good luck to them. You got Arizona at Chicago. Chicago better be ready, man. Arizona's going to come in there and make them look stupid, and the Jay Cutler train will be uh, halfway packed and ready to get out of town. New England, the Cheaters, are up at Buffalo, and I think Buffalo is going to be America's team for one week next week. So let's beat them Cheaters, Tom Brady and his lion ass, all the rest of them. You got San Diego at Cincinnati. You got the Tennessee Titans heading up to Cleveland to take on the Browns. That could be an interesting game. And everybody, the Falcons at the New York Giants. Where are you at, Vern? Where's everybody at? Where's all them Falcons people at? There's the tilt right there. One o'clock start on the East Coast. Falcons at New York. And you know what? Don't be surprised that the Falcons win that game. You got St. Louis out at Washington to take on the Skins. You got Miami taking on the Jacksonville. Little interstate rivalry game there. Baltimore is out at Oakland. Should have, uh, in my uh, opinion, no trouble with the Raiders. Cowboys at the Eagles next week. And the Seahawks are at Green Bay. They are the Sunday night game. That should be a lot of fun. And we end it next week with the New York Football Jets. And Indianapolis, Indiana taking on the Colts. Should be fun. So let's jump into the chat room one last time. Before we start wrapping things up here making room for the microwave and his show cooking with the microwave now I said y'all are on fire in that chat room tonight and you guys are man this was a very uh, heated chat a lot of good opinions put out there Jersey Vern is uh, getting ready to head out says I'm going like great bitch ass Mets oh boy John Fisher, Heat of the Moment with Pac-Man and the Jungle Brother. Let me go back a little further here. Jungle Brother says, Yankee fans, the type that leave their boxers in your hamper. Mets fans, the type that will say, damn it, I'm going to kill her. Oh, boy. 
Oh, Gary, they came for you long and hard tonight, man. As the, the true Mets representative here, my brother. But anyway, so sports done right. Over a thousand listens. We thank you so much, everybody, for, for hanging in there, joining us in the chat room, hanging out, doing your thing, drinking them if you're drinking them, smoking them if you're smoking them, doing what you got to do every Tuesday night. Spreaker.com is the format that we use. Great website if you're interested in getting into podcasting or doing any type of uh, your own show. Take a look at Spreaker.com. They make it real easy. Uh, great format and very affordable as well. And they give you a lot of hours to work with. So Spreaker.com, got to give it up to you guys as well. Everybody in the chat room from John Fisher, Gary Joyner, Jungle Brother, the Chief Rocka Boot Naka. He keeps a microphone inside his Laka jersey. Vern, my main man, my wonderful wife, the first lady of sports in Minnesota, Angie Wright. My brother-in-law, Jeff Pohl. Um, his kid Dylan Paul, my nephew doing his thing on the football field, our cousin uh, up in uh, the north part of Minnesota, as we call it, not too far north, but Caleb Woodman, the uh, phenomenal soccer stud, turned the field goal place kicker extraordinaire for St. Cloud Tech. Jeremiah Codden, a close family friend, playing for the undefeated Woodbury Royals. Yes, the hometown team here in high school football, the big leagues, is uh, undefeated. And um, with their win over Forest Lake uh, High School here, and things get real next week. They play Stillwater, Minnesota. So congratulations to all the kids out there, all the kids around the country who participate in sports in a good, uh, fun-hearted way. And again, everybody in the chat room, thank you guys so much for listening, man. We're going to take this out in honor of John Fisher. We are going to go out with some old folks music, but it's his badness himself, my main man, Michael Jackson, from the Destiny album with the Jacksons. John Fisher, give my best to Grandma Eunice. Angie, I will see you when you get back from your business trip, honey, tomorrow. We miss you. Kids miss you. Everybody else, thanks again. This is Sports Done Right every Tuesday night on Spreaker.com. Please hit me up on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. You can email us at vmann31 at gmail.com with any thoughts or suggestions on Sports Done Right. We are going to be planning a website in the future. We are going to be uh, maybe rolling with an app for your phone in the future. Oh, man, this is going to be beautiful. This is going to be beautiful. Anyway, man, John Fisher, this is just for you, man. Some more young folk music. Take it home, Michael Jackson. Blame it on the boogie. Thanks again for listening to Sports Done Right, everybody. This is a Vince Wright production. Real Cast family, a podcast. Take it home, Real Cast Rangers on the weekend. Cooking with the microwave is coming up next. Peace.
Good times. Good times. Okay. 